Hello and welcome to SIS Masters Podcast, a weekly podcast where we interview leaders in the global sports industry. This week, I have the pleasure to welcome a great entrepreneur, Martin Jaglin. He has co-founded FMPG, which stands for Montpetit Gazon, one of the success stories in the French sports tech. Martin loves to mix football and tech and does it very well. What started out as a lonely side project for Martin and two friends has become one of the biggest fantasy games in Europe. Today, MPG boosts over 2 million users with its sister app, MPP, a football predictor, attracting 1.8 million fans during the last FIFA World Cup. Headquartered in Paris, MPG's success led to a successful exit in the fall of 2022 when it was acquired by the French Football League, LFP. With an impressive track record, MPG is well positioned for continued growth and success in the future. During the podcast, we will understand Martin's journey with MPG from building the product as a side project to raising funds to make it bigger to the exit passing by many different challenges. Lots of insights, beautiful journey, beautiful story. Martin, how are you today in Paris? Uh, we're very fine in Paris. It's a bit uh, cloudy, but uh, very fine. Very fine. Happy with the World Cup? Happy with the World Cup? Well, the World Cup was a... It's like only three months, four months ago, but it's like it's decades now. But uh, <laughs> uh, we, I, 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 a bit... Uh, on one part, we have a, a game which has an extraordinary uh, audience. So it was amazing for us. And on the other hand, I, I'm French and it was a, a bit of pity to, to end like this. But uh, well... It was a good moment. <laughs> <laughs> you are one of the co-founders of one of the French sports tech success stories. From creating a fantasy game, as you say, as a loony side project with two friends, yeah. to a successful exit with uh, LFP, the French Football League. Uh, just to give a few figures, today MPG, Mon Petit Gazon, boasts over 2 million users. Football has a football predictor at attracted 1.8 million fans during the last FIFA World Cup. Yeah, and during the conversation today, we will deep dive together on your journey with Montpetit Gazon and try to understand what makes this very unique success of MPG because it's quite untraditional. So as a, yeah, start, I'd, I, as a start, I would love to know, you know, what, what is at the origin of creating Montpetit Gazon? Just the name of it is original and unexpected, non-speaking about the logos. I would love you to explain also the logo because people not knowing it, the international audience potentially, uh, it's quite different. So what inspired you to create a fantasy game called Mon Petit Cazon? Well, at the base, it, at the base it, it wasn't a company. It was just a, a funny game, like a loony game, uh, as we say. Uh, it was just a friend a project with friend of mine, uh, Benjamin Gregg, who are still my two associates and we are three uh, co-founders uh, still implicated today. But at the very basis, it was just a fun project. You know, we were just having some beers in Paris and we say, we should do this game. We should do a project because we love football, because we love tech. And we used to work in a, in a digital agency where we used to, to build uh, apps and websites for brands and do a CRM program for for brands and stuff like this. So we say, we have the expertise. Uh, what about we do it for ourselves? What about we do a proper game? Because we used to play fantasy game, uh, but fantasy game doesn't have the flavor we want, to, to, we want it. Because, for example, 
classical fantasy game, you all all the all the users have a bit the same team because if you play, for example, fantasy Premier League, well, everybody is going to have Haaland and uh, to have a De Bruyne and stuff like this. So we wanted to create a proper fantasy game with our proper rules and a proper way of speaking. You know, because uh, when you're a football fan. You speak in a certain way of football. Uh, you don't uh, speak like official leagues or official media. So we wanted to have the same feeling uh, in our game. So, for example, the name uh, we, when you need to be French to understand it, but it's Mon Petit Gazon. It's like My Little Grass, but you have like this double sense in the name. <laughs> and uh, it was exactly the way we wanted to do it, like uh, the way football fans talk between them on their WhatsApp uh, when they hanging around having some beers and watching some game you know sometimes you're stupid sometimes you are you are different than the, in the real life and we wanted to have the same so it was it, it began like this like a, a, a loony project uh, which doesn't mean to be a, a company it was just meant to be a, a cool game for us so it began like uh, in 2010 uh, we worked like one year on the during the weekend and during the the evening because we we still have our our job uh, uh, outside of this and uh well we just send the game to when we we finally build it we've just launched the game to a friend you know to a friend of earth we in the our, our colleagues and stuff like this and it begins uh mouse to ear to to growth and tell me about your your co-founders benjamin benjamin and greg is that correct yeah greg is a cto is a tech guy he builds the front end and the back end and uh, he built a the algorithm to give uh, to give uh, to all the the football players uh, a note out of 10 um ben is uh see is uh, the product guy you know is um he's doing uh, all the the entire product uh, process with our dev and and a ux guy and a design guide and i'm the the social communication pr business guy uh, so the three of them the the chance we have is that we before being friend, we were colleague, so we know how each other work. And it's very, very important because it's not a good idea, I guess, to launch a company or a startup with your friend because you know them as a friend, but you don't know how do they work. And uh, we had the chance to to be colleague, uh, to to be colleague before we we know how we work uh, each one of us, and then we become friends. So it's the perfect uh, match to to create the company. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you so you start this as a side project we were around 2010 yeah. um there were already some fantasy games um on the market from institutional i mean big organizations so but you do it for fun uh, the purpose was eventually there could be a business but first it was for fun right how did you yeah, approach a fun engagement part because you said okay we start we launch a product we move it to our friends and we see how it goes how, how was the process yeah, uh, these days uh, there was an official game from Yahoo because uh, the fantasy was already big in the US. So Yahoo wanted to launch the European platform of their fantasy game. There was uh, Eurosport, uh, a big media in, in Europe. There was the official league, who has his uh, fantasy game. There was L'Equipe, which is the main um, media of sport in France, who had their fantasy game. So. You know, there was so many fantasy game. Uh, we just launched all with our proper rules and stuff like this. So we didn't have so much expectation when we launched it. We just remember that we were so much fan of our rules and of the way we 
we, we played to it and our friends were so hyped with uh, the game, the concept and stuff like this. So we just move working on the product. We don't, we, we don't think about uh, competitors or stuff like this. We just say, okay, if it's cool for me, it's cool for my friend. If they talk, if a guy who plays become an ambassador of the game, maybe there's something behind it. And we always were 100% focused on the product, the product, the product, the product, because we don't have a media budget, you know, to, to spend. We were, we were not the, a big media. We were not a, a big uh, broadcast TV. We, would, no, we don't have any mean to do it. So we need to have a, a cool experience so that game players will become ambassadors. So it was kind of very pure, focusing on delivering a great product, uh, what was the difference in that product? You mentioned the tone of voice, which is definitely one for anyone who knows your product. It's a, it's a fantastic tone of voice, a key part of the success. Uh, what other uh, rules did you implement to make it different from other fantasy sports games? Well, all the other fantasy for sports uh, have the same rule that you have a limited budget uh, as a, a virtual uh, coach. And then you need to buy all the player you want within this budget. So the problem with this kind of uh, experience is that so many guys have the same team. Uh, and it, that's, that's funny for us, I mean, because uh, FPL is doing so, so fine. They have a, like a huge audience. But we wanted to have the feeling that you as a player, as a coach, you have the opportunity uh, amongst your friends, uh, amongst your friends to have this player and it's only for you. So we created like a bidding system, uh, a, a mercato. Uh, when you launch the link with, with your friend, uh, a player within the French league or the Premier League or any stuff will be only the property of one of the guy of the league. And it's very, very important because when you have launched this, uh, the, all the users have the feeling that they are the real coach because they are the only person into the league who is the uh, who had the property of this football player and they feel like they're coaching them you know even if it's virtual you know uh, there is this, this thing which makes a big difference uh, and uh, this is the first part to the of the answer and the other part uh, you, you talk to it we we talk the, the same way uh, football fans talks so we make the same bad or funny jokes and uh, everything um, in the in the game at the bonuses uh, or the the booster that uh, you can have as a user, uh, reflect the the game culture that uh, the football culture that we have. Mm. So it's a free game, right? Um, but you have some premium. It's a premium game. Was it premium from the beginning? At the basis, there were there were it was completely free. There wasn't any business model uh, linked to it. It was a completely free. We just have one web, web, web website at the at the beginning. And then uh, when we decided to make it a company, uh, we go uh, we go freemium, definitely. We go freemium because we need to have like a, a big audience because if you want to play with your friend, you can't make it pay uh, to every guy in the league. If only one guy doesn't pay, then the league wouldn't launch. So we need to have a, a freemium uh, model so that every guy in the league can, can play. But then you can go further if you're paying some option. And today, 30% of, our, uh, of the money we make is thanks to uh, in-app purchases uh, to go further into the experience. And the rest is advertising. The rest definitely is advertising. And as we have like a huge audience, uh, we talk about uh, 2 billion of uh, page view in a year. Uh, 2 billion? We, 
to a billion. Yeah, we have. When, and when you're a fantasy coach, you, you spend so much time uh, on your fantasy game. You know, you you dig all the data. You you just we have like um, a, an in uh, inside app uh, messenger. So guys, they talk so much about anything. You can spend your life on a fantasy game, and that's what people do. And we have a huge audience there. Uh, like it's like a big, big media website in France, and uh, we make money out of this. Okay. So the first, for the first few years, how long did it last? Uh, I mean, F five how years. long did <laughs> five years as a side project, just yeah, organic just, growth? It was just a fun project, you know. It was the, the game for us and our friend. Uh, that's it. But we see that any year we were uh, breaking some uh, some record. So. Any year we say, okay, we have this game. Uh, it's a bit ugly because we don't have any the de uh, designer or stuff like this. So it was very, very ugly. And uh, but we say, okay, we, we it's cool. It, it, it goes on grow, uh, on growing and growing. So what should we do? And uh, this last five years, yeah, five, five, five years uh, as a side project. And then then we say, okay, what do we do, guys? Uh, should we should we move? Shall we? And we decided to ask money to the community to have like a, a money check, you know, uh, a, a fact checking, verity fact checking. Yeah. Because uh, everybody give you advices, but uh, will, will they give you, will they give us some, some money? Uh, it wasn't sure. So we make a crowdfunding uh, to, to see if they were okay to give us some money to, to become professional. And the crowdfunding was a huge success. We make like 47 euros. Uh, in like three weeks, uh, it was much more than I expected. So with this money, we have some freelances to develop a, a, an app, a mobile app. And the app uh, become first on the French app store uh, on sports category. And uh, then we, we we say, okay, we, we need to, to drop our, our proper work, our precedent work, and to go 100% on the, on the startup uh, uh, adventure, you know. But it was still a challenge because forty thousand euros doesn't doesn't make a living for three people or more. Yeah, definitely. But it was the symbol, the a sign that uh, people were okay to pay. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and if we have like the early early adopters who were ready to pay, then we say okay, we'll have the guy who will pay because uh, the the game is so cool, and uh, we'll have some money after that. Yeah, and part of the people who gave money. I suppose they were users themselves. And one of them was, I read, Martin Solveig, uh, quite quite a big name. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the funny thing that uh, we were, we were we have some advices to to create our crowdfunding. Uh, we did it on a KKBB. And the guy used to say, well, you should put uh, like a big dotation, a big prices, uh, even if nobody will take it sometimes you have like a crazy guy who is paying so much for a thing that is not useful but go for it so we say okay we're gonna propose like to play a five uh football against us against uh, the the founder of uh, mpg and we propose it to 1.5 thousand euro you know and <laughs> and uh, like two days after some guy buy the this option and just paying like one 1.5 thousand euro just to play Football against us, it was completely crazy, and it. Uh, he doesn't say who it, who he was. Uh, he was like a very uh, secret guy, and uh, we discover uh, on the internet that it was uh, Martin Solveig, Martin Solveig, and uh, we we had the chance to 
to to chat with him and he's okay guy i'm completely addicted with your game uh every day uh, is one of my top application that i use on my phone uh so i clearly wanted to help you and uh well this is my way to to help and the funny thing is that when we raised the money two years after that he was one of the the big leading uh investor into the seed run we, we used to make that's a nice way to see stories start Ah, very yeah. nice one. Did you play the game, by the way? Did he play the game? Yeah, sure. You he played the game play against Ma Martin Solveig? Ah, no, never. No, that was a real <laughs> footballer. No, we never, we never had the the chance to play because he was always uh, playing uh, around in Europe and in the world. Uh, but we, if Martin is uh, is listening, we, we should do this football now. We, we have, <laughs> even after six years, you know, we we should do it because we never know how he plays. <laughs> <laughs> So I suppose at that time already you were kind of annoying a lot of people with your organic success and you know these three guys doing this for fun and having more success than the big ones in some ways. Uh, can you tell us about the challenges you had at the beginning? Uh, that's right. We have two main issues uh, at this day. The, the first issue we have was was. Uh, with the media l'équipe which is uh, the biggest media in France uh, talking about soccer and uh, and sports and we used to create like a, a robot to to take their notes on the website and to put it into our game uh, because everybody is talking about their notes uh, after, after well I don't know if you say notes or mark but when there is a football game in France, l'équipe gives a, a mark to all the players uh, of the of the game, and it's a reference in France. So we need to to have this this mark, and we put it put, put them into our game. But we didn't have, and it's right, we didn't have the 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 right to do it. So it was like a, a forbidden robot that we we created back back in the years. And uh, the guy, when we become more and more popular, they uh, they sent us like. Um, a lawyer paper saying, "Well, guys, you should uh, you should uh, you should stop doing this because it's not your property." And this is what we do because they were right, and it was a chance for us to create our proper algorithm. And uh, so, uh, from a, a bad stuff, we created a, a cool uh, a cool product because uh, we have this opportunity to create a, a, a super algorithm based on between a hundred and and hundred and twenty data. Uh, so nowadays we have this real-time scoring algorithm for any player in Europe. Uh, and it's very, very cool because uh, we have like some uh, smart data. It's not about uh, uh, the, 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 the shooter you're doing or the classical pass that you're doing. We have so many, so many uh, data that we use. And this was so, a, a big, big issue for us, as he said. Yeah, so it's funny because you, so at that time you were, it was still side project. Yeah, okay. it was 2014. So you have the big monster L'Equipe, which is a fantastic newspaper. I mean, it's a fantastic media reference in France, telling you guys, you better stop. <laughs> yeah, and, and really, and really we, 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 we thought it was like a kind of advertising we were doing to their mark because uh, we, we put this reference into our game. So it, for us, it was cool, but uh, well... They, they didn't, they didn't see it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and when you decide to create your own note or mark on the players, so let's say PSG is playing Mbappé, oh, he's having seven. So you look at the, normally you look at the notes on L'Equipe, which are made by journalists. Uh, so the journalists say, oh, we 
we give this note. Sometimes, you know, fans agree or not. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of debate on that. Right. So when you decide to make your own algor algorithm to determine the notes, how do you make it different? Because I understand well, the notes are very important to fantasy. Oh, definitely. How do we make? Well, we have this range of data that uh, we, we buy to Octa or start perform. And we, we try to, to select the one that uh, will make a difference. Uh, for example, for um, uh, a, middle, uh, a, a middle, it's very important for the, for the middle player to have those uh, paths that break a line, you know. Uh, or for a striker, this, this uh, path that lead to, a, to a, a shoot, for example. So all these small data that uh, you don't see uh, that often, we take them to make them really, really important into the way we build the algorithm. And uh, this is uh, the first answer. And then we need to iterate again and again and again. So we watch game. Uh, at the end of the game, we say, OK, this player, thanks to algorithm, has a six out of 10, is it okay or, or, or not with the, the match we, we have seen with our proper eyes? And then we iterate to say, okay, no, we should integrate this data because uh, it would uh, create a better note for them and stuff like this. So it's a real, like, it's a never ending project, this algorithm, because you can always optimize it. But today it's one of the big, big reference of uh, any notes of a, a football player in France. So the fans adopted that note system. So take it as yeah. a, re a reference. Because the funny thing that uh, today, uh, you can choose two notes into our game, whether the note of l'équipe, because we become friend after being uh, sued by them, uh, or you can choose the note of uh, MPG, of a proper algorithm, and 90% of the gay guy are choosing um, our proper notes, uh, MPG notes. So. <laughs> Nice one. Well it's a never-ending discussion because you can say, okay, uh, the, the human eye will see some stuff that an algorithm can't see. And it's true. Sometimes you see some, you know, with the, the way you play football without the ball, uh, it's very important. And no algorithm can give you this uh, statistic today. And on the other side, some, I, I don't understand how a, a journalist can give a note to 22 players uh, without the help of data because, okay, he will see the this dribble, this fantastic dribble, and he will say, okay, it's amazing, but he won't know how many uh, back pass the guy has done, how many uh, lost ball the guy has done, and stuff like this. So you have pro and cons for the, the two way of uh, creating a note, I guess. Interesting. So these have been one of the big moments of your first stage, the early stage, uh, <laughs> I would say, of MPG. Uh, then you raise, then you raise a bit of money through the crowdfunding platform. What were your figures at that time? Uh, your your traction. We have two hundred thousand users at that time. It was uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, we have like a a, a strong community. Because two hundred thousand is uh, not that bad, and uh, this plus the, the the successful crowdfunding, we say, okay, let's go, guys. So Ben, Greg, and I uh, quit our job, and we decided to become a, a company. Uh, we became a company. So uh, there was this first year, twenty seventeen. It was really cool. The figures kept on kept on going, and then we say, okay, we need to raise some money to 
to go to go quicker and to to have a, like a real team and uh, then uh, on 2018 we raise some money we we make a, a seed round with 1 million euros with Martin Solveig as I said before with uh, the former president of uh, Paris Saint-Germain which is the head of uh, Accor Hotel uh, Mr Bazin uh, yes and we have like uh, guys from um, uh, l'équipe too so the, the funny side uh, of the story I've told before so we have many, many cool names and um, guys implicated into uh, sports, business and stuff like this. And with this one million round, we, we were able to have like offices, to have like a real team and to 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 go on step two. Mm. And at that time, it seems you raised money from business angels or family office, no VCs. No, at, at this time, we, we, didn't, we didn't need like uh, this much to 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 have like VCs uh, around we just wanted to have some BA because uh, we know what we wanted to do and we didn't didn't want to have VCs at the first time uh, not at that stage okay so 2018 you're very happy you've raised the money you need to develop the product and what's coming and then just one more stuff about the VCs one thing yeah. with the VCs is we're very often when you raise some money they ask you to which need do you answer or to need what problem do you solve? And when you're in the, 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 you know, the entertainment industry, you're not solving any problem, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, so we just have like this app with a huge community, uh, this huge retention, uh, this uh, beginning of monetization, but we didn't solve any product. So we were more about uh, having some business angels that believe in the product than having some VCs will ask about this uh, kind of uh, question, you know. I think they believe in and, the product and uh, business angel and they believe in, in the people. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, but when it's about entertainment, it's like uh, betting on a, on a movie or uh, an album of uh, a singer, you know, it's more risky and the, there is there is no solving any problem stuff that's behind. <laughs> So, so that's it. And then, uh, then, well, we, we, we keep on, on growing. Uh, we, at this time, we used to, to want to be the number one in Europe in fantasy game. Uh, and we try very, very hard for, for many years. We spend like uh, half of the race we've done into, uh, developing, uh, the game, uh, in Spain and in the UK. Because uh, we, we are sure that uh, having some French fan into our game would be, uh, like, the same guys in in Spain or in the UK and the problem we have and we take like one or two years to figure it out is that it's a, a multiplayer game and when you do some media plan when you pay some influencers or when you pay some uh, local media you manage to have like one user who is downloading your app and it was below one euro so it's really really okay for our business model but then this guy need to uh, understand all the rules to call all his friends to launch the league and to launch the transfer window to begin the game and there were so many steps uh, uh, to to make that uh, it was quite complicated to grow in uh, in europe with a multiplayer game you know uh, you need to have like strong strong means uh, of media budget and stuff like this to be able to launch abroad but when you don't have that much money because you're only in a seed round, it's not easy to launch a multiplayer uh, service uh, outside of your country. It's, it's the way we read it. But, uh, because multiplayer service was new. I mean, the other, the other fantasy uh, you play as a unique player, not in, a, in the league you create or you're part of. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you can't you, at this time. You you can't play by yourself to the game. You need to have yeah. friends to play. Yeah. Uh, to launch a link, you need to be four, six, eight, or ten uh, friends. Uh, and you, everybody needs to do his transfer window and stuff like this. So it's quite complicated to launch. And Forest was a bit, uh, a bit as um, if you are like a social network and you need to launch. Uh, there will be a success in the other country if all the friends of yours are on the in the same uh, time on this network. Uh, if you want to launch Telegram or Signal uh, with your friend, you need to have all your friends on it. You know, so it's quite complicated to to launch outside of your country uh, yeah. whether on the other way around you have like those successful uh, game uh, solo game uh, that you can play on your mobile phone and stuff like this you can crunch it like candy crush or stuff like this and you can play when you're in the subway or on the bus or stuff like this and you, you don't need anybody to play and this kind of game are more i guess more easy to launch outside of your local country uh, because uh, you have only one guy to recruit and then you have like this ltv KPI to know uh, uh, if you're going to make money out of this guy and uh, it's more easy than a, a collective game. Yeah, understood. So it took you one or two years to understand that it's going to be a lot harder than you expected. Yeah. Uh, we have two, two, two seasons because the problem in the fantasy game is that you need to to wait for the beginning of the se of the football season to to launch mm. your acquisition. Uh, so you don't you don't have that much uh, window to to launch the the acquisition plan. Uh, so it takes us two seasons to figure it out. Then uh, comes uh, the COVID time. Uh, so no competition, so, no fantasy. Yeah, that was hard because, yeah, definitely no football, no fantasy. Okay. So it was quite fun because at the beginning, we simulate the, the real football game onto, uh, we play it on PlayStation, uh, we play it on FIFA, you know. So we say, okay, it's uh, not against uh, Paris Saint Germain. And we play it on FIFA, we stream it. And we say, okay, at the end of this game, they, those will be the scores we will put into our MPG game, you know. So, <laughs> During two months, we play all the real football game on FIFA and we put them into our fantasy game to, to keep on going because, you know, when you have nothing to do, you don't know how to con continue your business. You need to do crazy thing. Uh, that's, but we, after one month, it was like, it was funny. And the community said, wow, you're so creative. How to, how do you think about doing that? But then it wasn't uh, sustainable, so so we stopped, and we have like one or two uh, complicated years. But uh, the big sponsors uh, who were fans of the game, they continue on uh, on paying us, and the the community was quite loyal to us, and we have like super retention rate because people consider that fantasy game during COVID was a way of having relation with your friend, even if you have lock lockdown and stuff like this. So. It was a way to keep on having uh, news of your friends, uh, even if it was about football. Sometimes fantasy games are so social that you talk about everything. You uh, talk to your wife, your husband, your kids, or your your business and stuff like this. So we we go forward. Um, we didn't have because need I, to have I, I'd any like help. To stop from, at, uh, yeah. yeah, I'd like to stop at that point because 2016, you raise the money, then you move and you grow. You go into the French market, but you also try to launch, not working as expected. And then comes COVID. What, what do you say to the investors? Uh, because it's not an easy situation, I, I suppose. We know the ending. We know the end of the story, which is beautiful. <laughs> ending. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that specific moment, I mean... Yeah, 
there could be a lot of what should I do. Um, that was a crazy moment. And uh, but I guess the investors were more uh, frightened to lose all the money. And uh, they were quite happy that the uh, MPG was quite doing well uh, into this mess because we keep on having uh, good MAU. We still have money uh, who come in. We didn't need any uh, help from the French government. You know, many companies uh, in Europe have some uh, some loans uh, with zero percent rate. We didn't need to have that, and we have like a small structure back in those days. We were only twelve person, I guess. So we. We have some strange board with our investors, but at the uh, at the end they say, okay, keep on keep on going. You don't have that much burn rate burn rates, uh, so you can still live like for one or two years, whatever happens. And uh, at, at the end, they were quite happy of what we done because uh, they have other investments uh, that they lost because uh, the company didn't uh, go through the the COVID time. And they say, okay, you 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 make it. You <laughs> you go after this big wave, and you you're still there. So uh, thanks to thanks to you, uh, I, I didn't lose my money. So it was quite cool. Okay, okay, interesting. So the COVID COVID comes, you're creative, you manage to survive. That means you had a good financial health. If you didn't ask for a loan or new funds, uh, yeah. that means you were quite healthy financially. Yeah, definitely. We uh, it's a bit weird, but we we never lose uh, a euro. Uh, we always uh, make some money uh, thanks to advertising and thanks to uh, uh, in-app purchases. And this was whether uh, a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it, it's a good thing because when you have those you, you have those difficult times, uh, you don't need to to have some loans or to be dependent on other investment to to keep on living. Uh, but on the bad part, uh, when you go in a round and you want to raise money and you see a VC and you say, okay, uh, I've made like uh, 50,000 euros, uh, it, it's so small and cheap that they say, okay, I'd rather you make zero euro and have like a huge potential uh, than you make a small uh, amount of uh, turnover in a year because it's like uh, a little startup that would never make it. Uh, so it depends on how you, you take a look at it, but uh, sometimes having some euros, what a bad thing, and sometimes not a good thing. In your case, it has been positive. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, 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 yeah. And there was potential as well. Maybe that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but way, so, sometimes I, I, we, we, we used to see some big uh, money raise on the, of other startups and they don't make any euro and uh, they just have those. 10 slides to to raise some money and they you say guy it's a, it's crazy uh, but the 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 end is happy so so it's cool <laughs> so the covid ends uh finally it took, it took way more time than we all um, uh and how do you react you relaunch with the same product you add features how do you go back to the market very quick yeah. After the COVID, we st we also have the the Media Pro issue in France, uh, which used oh, yeah. to be the the, the, the broadcaster uh, uh, that was supposed to uh, bring one billion to the French league, and then uh, didn't make it. And after six months, had to quit uh, from uh, broadcasting. Uh, it was like a big mess because nobody can see the the French league, the the league one uh, at these days. So when you don't watch the French league, you 
want you, you don't, don't want to play a fuzzy game uh, as much as you used to do so we have this issue too and, and then uh well we we just add feature uh, when covid stops uh, when uh, we make uh, much more money uh, when football uh, went back uh, in france uh, we were able to recruit more and to add uh, to add features so we have mpg which is our fantasy game we also have monty prono mpp which is our predictor game so we have like a tech team to to develop those two products which have uh, the two of them being number one on the app store uh, at the time and uh, we keep on adding features we've been like a, we've been a, a product company since uh, since day one so to answer your question it was all about but the product the product the product <laughs> and what is your creative process when it comes to the product how do you listen to the users uh a lot of intuition a lot of data uh what is your creative process to to create those features that are quite unique to your solution well i guess you say the, the two keywords which are data and users and uh, we have like a, a huge a huge uh interaction with our users i mean they they talk about our game any any time and i guess it's the same for all the, the the local fantasy game uh users are completely addictive to your game so when they are addicted uh to your game they want to they feel part of the company they feel like they're they are product owner of the of the game so they give you anytime some recommendation ideas to optimize and stuff like this so we have like this huge list uh, that we have uh, uh, inside our company uh, that we sh that we implement anytime there is a cool idea and uh, anytime we need to vote uh, within the team if the idea is cool or not and if the idea is cool we put it uh, in the backlog uh, to 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 develop it so uh, today i can say to you which feature i will be developing in 2024 you know uh, we have so many ideas so that the first way of doing and the second is what you say is a, like common sense for all the startup is data. Um, because when you launch a feature, you see if whether you make money out of it, whether you have some retention out of it, whether you have uh, some acquisition. Uh, so these are the three pillars to develop or uh, our products is uh, acquisition, retention, and monetization. Monetization, sorry. And uh, we need to, to make sure uh, all the products or the feature we, we're developing is filling one of these three pillars to to make it okay 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 so basically your your innovation source is your users a lot now that's yeah we have more than a hundred and fifty thousand uh uh advices on this or uh, uh, how you say comments on the app store and google play so it's it's massive you know <laughs> one hundred and fifty thousand when you you play to this game you're completely <laughs> addicted <laughs> and you you need to say you love it you hate it uh this mark on display was a, a, a pity and how did you do that or we have so many so many like stuff that people are are, are saying and we launched like two two weeks ago a, a brand new a twitch um a mission a program a new co content on twitch and uh we have the, all those guys that give us some uh, some stories about the the way they play and stuff like this who we interview now and we have we we've been number three in the french uh, twitch audience thanks to this first uh, emission that we've we, we've done because all these users love to have the stories behind uh and and we have we, this morning we have, we have a guy who gets tattooed with our logo and uh, on his bottom you know it's real the, he sent us the photo 
he have our, our logo, which is a, a goat uh, with MPG on it. And the guy, uh, it's like a definitive tattoo on his uh, on his bottom uh, because he lost the league of MPG and he, he was supposed to do it. So he did it. And just and, to mention, uh, the goat is not the greatest of all times. Uh, the goat is the animal. So it's, yeah. a, it's a face of the animal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we wanted to have like uh, the face of an animal uh, beside our logo and... Uh, we say, should it be a lion? Should it be a, a beer? Or, and we say, oh, no, let's don't do other the typical uh, sport team. Let, let's do something funny because uh, MPG is you don't have any money to win in our game. I didn't mention that at the beginning. You don't have any gift or dotation or money. You, you just play for fun. You just play to be the first between your friend. Uh, so it, it's about social uh, interaction and fun. So we need to have something fun into the, the logo. And we put a goat. And we know that at the day that the, the goat has a double sense because a, a goat in French or in main languages, it's a, a stupid animal. You know, I don't want to offense, but it's like a, a goat is not the, the, the more clever, the more uh, the more fast, the faster and stuff animal. But it's a funny animal. And on the other part, you have this new word in the vocabulary, which is the goat, which is Messi is a goat or Ronaldo is a goat. So everybody's going is uh, will we, mention the goat uh, from them to, from time to time. And uh, you have those two parts in MPG. It's about being being, being the, the best, better, the goat. And it's about having fun and being a goat within your <laughs> within your friends league. So there's the two of them. So, uh, so, so you've launched on Twitch um, a content. Congrats for the results. Uh, number one. Uh, it makes me think about esports. Uh, one day, uh, the CEO of G2 told me the the first driver why people look at esports is because they want to become better players themselves. Yeah. And so when you, you play have fantasy, kind of this phenomena in fantasy. Yeah, but and uh, the funny thing is that you you now have fantasy uh, based on esports. So I, I guess you have like a, a fantasy game of League of Legends. You have fantasy game on many, many uh, big esports. Uh, yeah, because w whether it's sport or whether it's sports, you want to be a manager as the, the guy you're looking behind your screen. So you want to be like them you, and you want to, to manage a team, uh, esport team or real sport team. And you, you, you're sure you will be better than the, the guy you see on the screen. <laughs> so it's fun. So let's go back. Let's go back now to the journey. Um, COVID is coming back. Uh, COVID is done. You're going crazy, crazy well with a solution uh, with a lot of traction. Um, how do you plan your next move? Uh, is it raising money? Is it exit? Uh, how do you plan your next move? That's a good question because we're back in the fall 2020. Uh, COVID is behind us. Uh, the problem with Media Pro is behind us. So we said, okay, let's let, let's move forward. We want it to be the number one in Europe. So this was a promise we've we've done to uh, the investors we had, and we wanted to to go there. So uh, the, the new way of doing it was to buy the competitors in Europe or to make like a, a fusion uh, emerge with those companies because. According to our experience, it was too complicated to make a media plan and to grow outside of your country. So we can at, at this day we, we contact some some startups which we we, we find very, very cool uh, in Germany, in Italy, in Spain, 
we had like a, a real good exchanges with them and we said okay guys one day or another you will try to go abroad and you have the same problem that we have in france because we had some so much money to spend to to develop our game outside of france and it's too complicated for a multiplayer a social game you know so let's make something together uh, let's make some some merge and acquisition or, or stuff like this and they were quite uh, happy to hear that because uh, we feel like we have one step um, be before them, them. Uh -huh. yeah. Be before them, so they they were about to to go through this problematic, and um, so, so they like the the idea. Uh, we have some really very uh, good exchanges with uh, two of them, and then we we go see the VCs and the, the investors, and uh, we we pitch them this project, and uh, the answer we have wasn't that good. They say it's quite complicated to. To do some uh, some M and A uh, because you don't know by the guys uh, you're gonna have uh, you don't know uh, if the, the culture is the same you don't exactly have the same product so we need to 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 work on many many different projects so what's the point of doing this uh, maybe you're gonna kill your company of what is doing this so you don't need to see VC to do this kind of move. You need to see traditional investors that are okay to make like multiple two or three after 10 years, but don't go and see any VC for that. Um, so it was uh, some new information for us because we thought the move was so cool for everybody. Uh, but uh, we turned out to have like a, a third strategy, which was to stop trying to be the first in Europe and to develop a, a brand new Web3 family game uh, at first in France and then in Europe, but not try to be the first one in free fantasy in Europe because it was too complicated uh, after what we've seen. So we, we launched a new round, uh, a new a new raising uh, turn uh, back then. Uh, we wanted to, to turn uh, our fantasy experience into a, a Web3 experience. We, we don't want to do some bullshit project around Web3. We wanted just to allow other users who are spending hours and hours and pages and pages on our game to, to make money uh, out of this time that they um, were spending. So it was not a, a, a play to, uh, it was not a play to earn. It was something a bit different. Which was, was not very loyal to the basic principle of the game, which is not a money game. Yeah, it's not a money game. So that's this is why this is why we wanted to create another game uh, because we know oh, how to make. One. Okay. Yeah, okay. another game. The uh, MPG is just to make fun and to to laugh with your friend. And this new uh, Web three uh, fantasy game is about to spend a good time because you're a good manager and stuff like this. But you can make money out of your experience. So it wasn't another uh, Sorer game because Sorer has killed the game on the collectible and stuff like this. It was a a brand new, different game. That we never launch because uh, the raise uh, of money uh, turned into an exit process. Because uh, at the middle of the uh, 2022, we had like a, a smart and good offer of uh, a, a big company, and uh, we asked with my two associates whether should we try to develop this uh, Web3 game or to go into an exit process. And while this is like a, a dual track process, we we do both of the process. We push on the two. But uh, on the mid-2022, uh, you have this bear market of uh, NFTs and Web3. So investors were quite cold about all the Web3 project and stuff like this. So we, we push to on the exit process. And uh, the exit process was quite exciting because uh, 
Uh, I hope every creator of company who is listening to it's like one moment in your life and it's so intense and uh, you try to sell the baby and you you have like this huge ambition for your baby so you don't know how to, to make it but well it was really cool because we have so many links with big company uh, we were interesting the, the betting industry uh, because when you play fantasy game you can bet some money after that we were interesting the broadcasting uh, companies uh, because uh, it's a super way to create some subscription to a, a paying tv uh, when you're a fantasy game we were interesting the league we were interesting uh, like the, the media because uh, it's a super retention uh, rate to to keep um, readers uh, on your content so we were in the in the middle of of all these um, these offers, and um, we had the opportunity to have three uh, LOI uh, letter of intention, and to 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 be able to negotiate with the, the three uh, offers that we we have. Nice, and one of them obviously is the one we know now. <laughs> yeah, one of them I, is I, the I French League. <laughs> yes, I won't ask for the names of the two others, but. No, the French one was in the, the, the one was in the betting industry and one was a, a broadcasting company. Oh, so super interesting. And yeah. so LFP, the French Professional Football League, for the ones that are foreigners who don't know the name, it's where PSG, Marseille, Monaco, they, they play in League One. Um, you know, it's League One and League Two. LFP comes to you, but with LFP, you had quite a up and downs, uh, downs and up. Better said. Yeah, Sorry. it becomes as a, it, be, it becomes as a as a down because uh, like seven years ago, uh, we speak uh, through our lawyers <laughs> because uh, on the presidency of Frédéric Thiriez, so it's like uh, 20, 28, uh, 15, uh, They thought we didn't have the right to do what we do. Uh, I won't go into the detail because it's not interesting, but at the first time we speak with them, it was through our lawyers. And uh, just after that, we have like a new presidency uh, with Didier Kiyo, which was a very business guy. He, he, he was at the head of big uh, industrial companies before. He knew how to make business and he says, okay, uh, I see that all the guys who are playing MPG in France are double more uh, uh, addicted to the to the French League one you know so it's like it's like a tool to to turn a loyal fan into super loyal fan to your competition so let's make a deal together so it was like a, a winning deal for each part we didn't spend any any money in it and uh, we tried to make the best to make the League One very, very cool because uh, when you played Montigazon, you know all the players of, of the League One, you know the, the striker, but also like the, 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 the sub or any guy because you want to win. So you need to learn the name and the, the everything about <laughs> you can about the, the, the League One. So yes, it begins as a down with them. Uh, then it was uh, an up, and then it was a super, super up uh, with uh, the presidency of Vincent Labrune, who uh, who decided to make the deal, and uh, with CVC too. Uh, CVC, which is a, a, a huge fund, uh, they put 1.5 billion uh, on the on the French league to have like a percentage of uh, all the future revenues of the French league. And uh, one of the first moves was to to say, okay, we, we should buy this company because 
uh, they have like the biggest uh, data football fan in France. Uh, they know uh, tech, they can build uh, strong platforms, uh, B2C platforms. So let's make a deal. So uh, yeah. thanks to CVC, were, who was quite pushy on that, we, we managed to make a deal. Did you speak with CVC before they get LFP? Did you already know the guys? No, 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 no. no? Uh, we don't know the guy, but in their uh, in the association between LFP and CVC, uh, CVC they know so much about uh, MA and how to buy a company and how to invest. So naturally, it was them who lead uh, so many questions uh, in the deal we make. Uh, because uh, LFP has so much league, in fact, or so much federation, they are not uh, organized to buy any company. Uh, you know, some usually uh, a league is uh, organized to just to sell the, the product they have, the, the monopoly they have on a product, uh, which is a competition. But uh, buying some company and stuff like this and integrating them is not that easy. So CVC was a, this, was a, a, a deal maker for that. Yeah, yeah, they understand. And so the main driver for CBC, LFP, LFP, CBC was I want this fan base they have, and we're going to build on that. Was it? Is it like that? How, how do? What is the plan for you to contribute to LFP success, being now owned by uh, by LFP? Uh, there are two things. The first is. Uh, the database for sure because we have like 4 million users uh, who are football fans in our database many French so this is huge and um, we can push to this community all the information platforms and stuff we want uh, so it's really important and on the second part CVC and LFP they wanted to have like a, a tech team they have like a digital uh, uh, unit uh, today which is mainly about the, the social network and about uh, the, the official website, but it's not a, a, like a, a real B2C tech team. Uh, and, and we are a B2C tech team. We, we know how to do a huge platforms and the apps that are number one on the store. So this has value for them because uh, it's like quite an experience to have. And uh, as so many leagues, leagues are not uh, digital by uh, by nature. You know, they <laughs> they are yeah. more TV uh, minded than digital minded. Uh, so and B two B than B two C. Yeah, yeah. They talk about big brands and they talk about broadcaster, but they they don't really talk about football fan, uh, which is uh, the key uh, in all of this. Is uh, do football fan mm. uh, love my competition? And today and there you- is a huge competition between. Uh, all the the league of football any, anywhere, but also with Netflix, with uh, TikTok, with all the social uh, platforms, and, and the competition is is huge now. So if you want to have a B two C ear uh, of the of of the users, you need to to know that you compete not only uh, the other competition in Europe, but also the big platform, the big de- uh, tech platform. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, that will that what you say leads me to other questions, final questions right after. But uh, when so you've got the offers, you negotiate with the three. At the end, we know you get a deal with LFP. But before you get a deal, what's in your mind? I mean, obviously money is interesting, and I suppose it's a check that is motivating enough. <laughs> but ah, how do you feel? <laughs> yeah at first we say greg ben and i well guy it's so cool we have three offers that are a firm you know that are very uh, strong offers 
And then uh, it's a little secret. We have the three of them, but uh, we, uh, each one of uh, of us, uh, wrote on on a paper the the one that was uh, his favorite, and we say, okay, uh, we make like a, a really really small um, Excel uh, Excel file. Uh, saying, okay, the, the money is, for example, uh, let's say is 50% of the decision. The, the, the fit with the team, uh, uh, in the league is like 20% of the decision. The, the evolution of the products that we'll be able to do is like 20% of the decision. So we have like this small equ equation and then, uh, we put some mark into this equation and we have a, a mark out of 20. Ben, Greg, and I about the the one who was uh, the more the more cool for us, and it was the same. So it was quite cool to, to be <laughs> to be uh, yeah on the same on the same decision because otherwise it would have been it would have been difficult. Because it's not just just a one shot, you know. We were supposed to to stay some years uh, into the the league to to create new product and to to do new new stuff. So it's not like a one shot decision. It's like a Two, yeah, three, yeah, it's four, not you saying you're years. done. Bye bye. Yeah. It's not yeah. working like that. Yeah. So 20% potentially was the product. That was that's a perfect transition to my question. How can you maintain your tone of such ironic and and beautiful tone of voice being part of something so institutional? And what are and also what are the plans? Well, what do you envision to make the product as great as you, it's your baby, as great as you can? Yeah, yeah. the, the way we speak was a, a real subject because uh, it was a, a fear for us to, to be, uh, to, to have to, to speak the same way the official league speaks and it's sometimes a bit boring and stuff like this. But they say, okay, we're, we're not, we don't want to kill the, the toy, we just buy. So there is no sense for us to, to prevent you from doing some jokes and stuff like this. Otherwise, we will, you will kill the, the game, you will kill the brand, and there's no use for us for us to, to kill your game. You know? So they say, okay, let's go, uh, go on on what you know, uh, keep on doing what you're doing. And uh, at the moment I'm, I'm speaking, they never uh, prevent us to do any joke or stuff like this. <laughs> so, so it's cool. And on the other part, we are supposed to to help them develop so many new B2C platforms. So it's not only about MPG, you know, MPG or fancy game. It's just one of the pillar of the future ecosystem of uh, the digital league. Uh, so there was so many stuff to do with them and not only MPG. So it's exciting for you intellectually too, because you have new challenges in some way. Yeah, and it, it's been 10 years that we are doing some uh, platform without the picture of the player, without the real uh, official logos of the club, of the competition. We don't have any video. So we've been like, uh, we, we tried to, to, to make this game since 10 years, but without no, with no assets. And boom, from day to day, we have all the assets. So <laughs> it's from one side to completely other, and it's quite cool. Well, any specific feature or development that you're scheduling that you're excited about? Yeah, but for example, like uh, three months ago, we've developed a new feature of uh, when you score again, you know, get, uh, uh, when you score a goal into a fantasy game, uh, you can see this goal on the app. And there's like only, I guess, two uh, leagues in the world who are doing that. 
but you you don't need to go outside of the app to see the the goal that you've done uh, into the app. So it's so cool. We would need to to spend so many millions of euros just to buy this asset, and now we just integrate it and it's, it's done. <laughs> so potentially you're gonna have the most advanced fantasy uh, game being yeah, integrated this is a plan. into LFP. Really, really, we. With no pretension, we 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 should and we need to develop the best uh, fantasy game in the world because we have both the startup side and the league side. So we have both the expertise and the knowledge of the retention and KPI about the fantasy game and the assets of the league. So we don't have any uh, excuses if we don't do a, a cool and super and a, a massive fantasy game. You know, because all the the startups in Europe they don't have uh, all the assets. You know. The, uh, in fantasy game, and um, we have them, so we need to to do a super game. Yeah, it's a massive competitive advantage. Um, inter interested in building fantasy in other sports, or focus just focus on football and promote French League. Now, now we're on football. <laughs> we need to be on <laughs> football because we need to to touch the heart of the the football fan and to to make them play to a platform. So it's about football. From from from. Five years ago, you would have asked me the question. Uh, we used to have like pretension to do other sports like uh, rugby or basket, and but you know, uh, I mean, French football is so much important, and uh, like the the market the market share of football is, is so much important that uh, we have better we have better time to develop one more feature into a football fantasy game than to develop another sport uh, in fantasy game because we would have more agents having one more uh, feature in the, in football game. So, but now we, it's it, it's about football. Okay. Hmm. Last question because uh, I took a lot of time already, a lot of your time. I'm very happy. No problem for me. <laughs> so, new founders, I love human relations. And you said from the beginning, there were colleagues, we knew each other on work, we became friends. Now at the end, you put on a paper, we all want the same buyer. Yeah. How, how do you feel today with the two co-founders and uh, how, what tips do you give to entrepreneurs who have co-founders? Because love stories like that are not that many. Uh, yes, I mean when you are, you're an entrepreneur, with, whether it's your friends or colleague, you need to have like a, like a contract between you guys or, or girls. Uh, you need to be, before launching your company, you need to uh, like a wedding. In fact, you know you need to 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 write down a contract uh, when the if a bad moment will uh, will happen. You, you need to talk about the bad moment, even if you are at the beginning of the honeymoon. You need to talk about the, the dark times. What happened if you don't have money? What happened if one of us want to quit? What happened? So you need to have all these difficult questions before launching. And even if we don't want to answer them, because you, why do you want to have this answer? Uh, everything is cool. We're building the company. Uh, we have like good figures. Uh, the KPI are going up and up. Why do you want to have this dark discussion? But you need to have it. Uh, if you want to have a, a proper exit, and to be aligned with uh, all the ambition of the others, you know, some guys just want to make like a local startup, and it's quite cool. Some guys want to make a, a worldwide startup, uh, and you need to doesn't have any like 
familial uh, and personal life you know there are so much stuff to align but you should align it before launching the company even if you don't need at the time to have this question <laughs> could you make that yeah we can of because we need to to quit our, our former job we were we the three of them have like a big team like between 30 to 60 person to manage uh, each one of us we have like big salaries back then were more than a 100k a year so uh, we were quite young as it was quite cool really to 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 keep going there but uh, we need okay we'll uh, quit everything because uh, there was this, this little song saying uh, you should go on mpg because there was something massive that's going to happen <laughs> before we go to a ritual of last quick questions anything else you'd like to to say before my last very you're going to see it's a series of questions uh nothing to add i guess uh, I, i've told everything i'm, I'm completely naked now <laughs> <laughs> all right so you're, you're going to be more naked now uh <laughs> so we have a ritual at size masters it's a series of quick quick questions for quick answer quick answers okay okay i'm gonna try who's your favorite all-time athlete I mean, it's going to be so boring to to say Zidane because every football fan is saying that. So um, you're the first one. Yeah. I've had 29 or 30 podcasts. Very international. So you're the first one saying Zidane. <laughs> really? I, I mean, it's, I, I, as a football fan, it's so boring to say that, but it's true. You know, he he's a master. He it's like it was poetry when he played. So. Uh, in addition, I, I play football and uh, I'm a, a middle uh, middleware. I mean, in the middle uh, of the pitch. So you know, for me, it's incredible what he used to do. But to, if you ask this question to any uh, any uh, we say footics in France, uh, which are the guy who doesn't know football but uh, they just know Zidane and Mbappe, and they would answer the same question the same way. <laughs> Maybe your favorite coach. Uh, it used to be Arsene Wenger because uh, mm. what he's done with Arsenal was completely amazing. He, he takes the team uh, out of nowhere and uh, he takes it to the top and it was uh, an amazing decade of coaching, I, I guess. Yeah, I had a chance to interview him once at one of my congresses that I organized. Fantastic guy. Fantastic guy. Yeah. So, so bright. Uh, I don't know what why he's working at the FIFA today because... He doesn't Sports need development. That, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Football development. Uh, some interesting things uh, in the big organizations, to be very politically correct. <laughs> What's your favorite event? I guess in, in terms of emotion, there is nothing higher than a, a final of World Cup. It's completely, I, I have the chance to have the three finals of World Cup for France. Uh, and uh, the three of them, I, I guess I had a, a level of tension, of emotion. It's like any dramatic uh, act that you can see. You, you And the last one, uh, Friends Against Argentina, it was like all the emotion that a, a human can have were stuck into two hours of game. So I would answer the three uh, World Cup finals that have the chance for, to, to follow for Friends. Your favorite stadium? Well, I, I'm a football fan of Paris Saint-Germain from from 
from ever. So I would say Parc des le, le, le Parc des Princes. And it, again, it's so boring to answer that, but it's true. You know, uh, the first time I was there, I, I was six. I remember how 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 you have those songs and those colors and the, the sound and it's mark. It was like a shock for me as a kid and. Uh, Maybe it's thanks to the first time I went to, to the Parc des Princes that I, I've built uh, my company today, you know. Hmm. Your favorite word? I'm going to do the French guy. It's putain. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. putain, you can use it for any kind of situation. When you're happy, when uh, you're, 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 you're angry, you're anytime. So putain, let's do it. Oh, putain, <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> I'm a big user. So and my kids always remind me that. <laughs> one great advice you have received or learned you would like to share. Uh, I mean, as a, an entrepreneur, uh, you should do before think. <laughs> If you think too much, you don't do anything. So back in the day when we launched MPG, uh, on the juridic part, it wasn't a good idea because it was so complicated with the rights. There was so much competition, but we just do it. We wanted to do it, we do it. And after we think, <laughs> and okay, there was a bit of uh, of risk, but do before you think. Nice one. If you had one more hour every day, what would you do with it? I would like to learn to, to code. I would like to learn coding. Yeah. Not to be All dependent, right. uh, to be like a uh, hundred uh, percent autonomous to, to develop any idea you have. Well, since we have now the, the AI that will help the guys, uh, marketing guys and, and business guys to develop the proper ID. But I mean, coding is like the new language that you need to learn. And uh, everything is going digital. Everything is on the platform. And you, if you're an ID, you need to, to be able to do your proper platform. So you have those cool tools today to, to, to do some soft code or a low code or no code. But well, if I, one hour a day, I would love to, to be able to do that. Should be one of the official languages at school. Yeah, like uh, in some school you have this. Huh? Yeah. If heaven, have exists, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh no, you 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 need to go to hell because I lost my last game on MPG. Ah, <laughs> such uh, a good one. I would love good to hear one. this from God. You know, God playing to your game that would be cool. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, well, Martin, thanks so much for your precious time. Congrats for the journey. Congrats to Benjamin and Greg as well. Um, well done to the team. Uh, Thank you so much. So, sorry for my English. You know. Uh, I don't do uh, often podcasts in English, but uh, I hope everything everybody understands a bit of what I, <laughs> I was talking about. <laughs> I'm sure they do. As you say, let's do it. Just it's just about doing it. <laughs> Now, sure. thanks so much to you. Um, all the best. Uh, curious to see what's going on. My colleague's here. One is French. Uh, I'm in Mexico, and he's a heavy user. So ah, when, cool. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was at Losk before uh, at Lille. And was telling me about all the stories around Mon Petit Gazon and all the, all the teams that build and 
and uh, I, I got to know a lot more about what you do <laughs> with him, by the way. But no, so we're very curious to see what's going on. I'm sure it's going to be great things. And yeah, we'll be in touch. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening to a new SIS Masters podcast. We'd love you to subscribe. Please leave a review or rate the podcast. It will help us improve. We'd love to see you in the next episode. Enjoy. Enjoy.